Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Welcome to Three Devs and a Baby podcast. We are joined by some very special guests this week. We have uh, Jacques and Ben Ramsey, uh, who are the creators of Virch PHP. So thank you guys very much for joining us this week. How are you Thanks doing? Thanks for having us. Thank you. We're doing fine. Or I'm doing fine. Can't You're doing fine. You're at a conference. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to ask you all about that conference in a minute. Um, that'd be cool to find out what you've been uh, uh, hearing all about. But um, yeah, and as, as well as our special guests, I've got the usual, the... Uh, very interesting Fraser Hart. Hello. <laughs> and the charismatic Ed Mann. Yo, yo, yo. How are you guys doing? Not bad. I'm all good. You need to, uh, you need to associate with names, you know? How's X doing? I'm doing yeah, I, I always have to mention it. Yeah, I always get confused. But um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go around the room then and just see how you guys are doing. But uh, let's start with Ed Mann because Fraser's still putting down his curry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ed, how's your week been? It's been good, yeah. Been pretty interesting. A lot of debugging, but isn't that like the fun bit of the job? You know, spending like hours debugging. But so yeah, oh, uh, this RMS system, this big project working on at the moment, and but yeah, not bad, not bad. And also trying to work out this per- person I'm working with, trying to use unit testing and make you know pimp unit testing because he doesn't really do it that well and he doesn't bother and it's like trying to it's like it's a good idea and because he's quite older that sounds really bad but it's like quite older older, you know he's like 12 set in his ways (laughs) this will be a good question to go around uh, especially with our special guests at some point to talk about the whole tdd debate that's been on the web recently um, didn't they wrap up uh session three of it i swear yeah there's been three sessions of it it's really interesting Yeah, it's interesting. I've got friends who are really passionate about TDD, and and then I know people like Ed, who is I not don't a massive support. No, no, I, I, I believe in unit testing. I just like writing the test first is just yeah. Sometimes. So you're more. I, I'm 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 in Ed's camp there. I, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I don't I don't I don't buy the TDD thing. I believe in the the, uh, the unit testing. I fully support unit testing, um, yeah. but the the whole TDD thing, I, it's not for me. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm sure it's like a bit of a Marmite-type uh, conversation. You either love it or hate it, I guess. But, uh, yeah. yeah I, th- uh, I think it's all a flow. You know, it's like, how, how, do, you, how do you program? What's your process? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it not necessarily, for me, it's not necessarily about uh, starting at the end and working your way back to the beginning. Completely and that's what agree. TDD that's seems exact, like to me. It's really, and how do you know what the end is in some cases? Yeah, like you don't exactly. get a spec of that, and a client will change their mind. And yeah, it's hard. Pro- and prototyping and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, I often always change my mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> know all the units. I mean, it works out well if you get all the UML diagramming out ahead of time. You know exactly what methods you're going to have on a class. You know what they're going to take as their inputs and their outputs. And TDD forces you to think about that stuff, but it's not always going to end up that way. It hardly ever ends up that way, does it? When does a system ever go to plan? I mean, well, unless it's a very small system, and normally you're dealing with far complex ones. I've got to be honest, like, I, I am a real hypocrite. I mean, I will preach about TDD, and then I don't really use it a lot in real life. But if I'm pair programming with um, my good friend Nick McDowell, 
he will always use TDD. And I really do, I do respect that. And he's very, very efficient in the way that he goes about something. I really, every time I see it, I think that is the way forward. But then I don't, I think, again, it sounds stupid, but if I'm programming Java, I will use TDD. But if I'm programming PHP, I don't, which I can't really explain why. But, it's a happy uh, language, isn't it? Are we joking? <laughs> well, that was going to be my answer, but I won't say that. But uh, yeah, how dare you? How dare you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Fraser? Have you had any uh, any kind of uh, preference? Uh, not particularly, to be honest. Like, I think I've, I've mentioned a few times, like testing and and unit testing, and all that kind of stuff, is one of my one of my many Achilles heels. I'm like pretty much made <laughs> out of Achilles heels by the by the sounds of things. But I've I've not done any formal testing. If if I'm Deadly honest with you, um, it's something that I do mm. want to get my get my foot in the door with. You um, do manual testing, you know. It's yeah, that, that's the thing, that's like it, clicking yeah. buttons and, and making sure stuff works. And it's yeah, it's, it's obviously it's not the best way of doing it, but the environment that I that I work in, it's it's something that which is a fault definitely of ours that, that it's not done it's not done at all. Um, and it's what? something that if I do want to learn it, which I do, I'm going to have to make the effort and, and do it on my own off my own back as opposed to in the in the working environment. And then trying well, to bring it well, in and stuff. That's the thing, yeah. So Ed, let me ask you: uh, Do you do a lot of refactoring at, at the, your job, or do you just kind of like get done and you guys move on to the next? Yeah, thing? that's. that's, that's it. I try and do as much refactoring as possible because it's obviously you know as, as you write code and stuff, it never comes out exactly as, as clean yeah. as you want it, and and I'd love to be able to spend the time refactoring everything so it's perfect. And it, but unfortunately, the environment that it is, isn't I work for an agency, so the, the very much the focus is see, I would have done functional and out the door, yeah. so the money can I, come. I, I, I would have guessed that you were going to be a kind of thing. Um, so oh, it, it's, yeah. I would have guessed that you were going to be in an agency because I find that uh, unit testing is, uh, you get the most yeah. benefits out of it when you're retouching the same parts of the code base over and over. And when, in an agency situation, um, it, it's my experience in an agency right. situation was like you get the product done, you get it shipped, and then you forget yeah. about it. And it's more on. like building blocks, isn't it, really? You know, yeah. you're used like, well, WordPress or so, you know, and you'll just be building these parts together, shipping it yeah. out, molding yeah. these different things and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's such a tough sell to the boss to say, look, let's spend it. a load of extra time yeah, doing unit testing and the client as well. It's like I, you know, it's like the price of it. You can't. It really like, is. Yeah. What does the what does the client? I mean, they like well, the coach would work on its own already, and it's like uh, you know, it's like we're well, yeah. testing it to make <laughs> yeah. sure. It's like well, it should work already. I'm paying you to do this. It's it's one of yeah. those. A lot of times the, the life of those products or projects don't live very long either. So like you know that you're building up technical debt, but you don't need to even worry about paying it off because if once the project's done, it's done. And yep, it might exactly. live for a year or two and then after that it'll you know it'll be something different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was a when I was working at an agency, I was a developer running at a department and I still couldn't convince myself to invest in unit testing. Right. So <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Yeah, it's nice to hear that I'm not like uh, just the only one out there that's in that situation. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think yeah. for me, to I like to do what what I refer to as uh, not test driven, but uh, test as you write. I don't. There's not like a phrase for it. I don't have a good catchphrase. But as I write the code, I will go write the test. Or maybe I'll finish writing one piece of code, then go write the test for it, and make sure that it passes, and then I'll continue going. 
So it's more like testing right after it, but it's kind of in conjunction with the tests or with the, the code. But you start off with the code and then write the test after for those small, yeah, and it will build up then the test will be. Exactly. Yeah, I'm definitely in that camp as well. It's a really interesting topic and I'm sure it does divide a lot of people, but... Uh, it definitely does yeah. divide a lot of people. <laughs> you get the test work and it's just like, yeah, yeah. people will kill for it. Yeah. yeah, I know uh, I've had this conversation with like Fraser before, and he, uh, you, I don't think you agree with me, but I, a lot of the PHP developers that I meet, they definitely have a bit of the God complex. And they kind of think, we all How developers, could my code developers. possibly not work? <laughs> well, when you're in the zone and you're coding, like, you don't want to slow down to text, you just want to keep doing it, and you keep thinking, well, this is, of course it's going to work, it'll be fine. But yeah, I guess it depends on the developer, I guess. Well, yeah. well, and again, when you refactor code, it's been able to run this test suite and see all green, and you're like, confidence, you know, shipping code that then you haven't, te- you know, going manually through it again. Because it's not feasible yeah. just to test every, you know, hit every route and hit every, you know, that's integration testing and then, reg- you know, regression testing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So uh, I'll come on to hot picks in a minute, but anything else you want to mention, Ed, for your, your week at all? Or? No, that's pretty uh, much yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, what about you, Fraser? What have you been working on? Um, it's been a bit of a winding down week because obviously I'm going away tomorrow. Um, so I've been kind of handing over all my projects and kind of getting to, to good stopping points and, and chatting with the, the developers who are going to be working on my stuff while I'm away. Um, so I don't have a, a huge amount to report, to be honest with you. Um, I've been working yeah. very heavily on, on the the very front-end heavy project that I've been chatting about on numerous occasions now. Um, so I've been spending a lot of time on that. Um, yeah, apart from that, just handing over the projects and, and getting ready to, to silently slip out the door. How's training going? Are you ready? Uh, I'm not ready. No, I don't think I'll ever be ready. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm about as ready as ready as I could be, anyway. To row um, across Pacific, yeah, that's yeah. Right. For anyone who's listening, yeah, for Ethan, is going to do his Pacific row very, very soon. So uh, anyone who follows him on Twitter, whatever, just wish him uh, good luck. Uh, you're crazy. It. I don't know how but you're going to do it. That's insane. I am. Yeah, no, it's, it's so California to Hawaii. We four. Oh, dudes. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I still don't know how I'm going to do it yet. But in a rowing boat. For a yep. month, I'm very jealous. Wow. In a really, really small boat, yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like from California to Hawaii, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm flying out to fly out to Los Angeles tomorrow morning, and then I've got a couple of days in Los Angeles, and I'm going up the coast to Monterey, and then two weeks in Monterey, basically patching holes in the boat, and then uh, we sail <laughs> on, on the seventh <laughs> of June. Confidence. Oh, mm. oh. oh I, I should mention this, but. Yeah, have, oh, there's how many four people? of you, isn't it? Four of you, okay. Yeah, four so, of us on the uh, boat, yes. Yeah. So so we basically, we row in two-hour shifts, so we'll, there'll be two of us rowing for two hours, and then at the end of the two hours, we'll come off shift, and then the other two guys will come on for two hours, and that basically goes on for well, five or six weeks until we get to Hawaii. Um, so all the sleep... Weeks. Yeah, five or six weeks. So all the sleeping that we have to do and all the eating we have to do, we have to fit into the two hours of, <laughs> of downtime <laughs> when we're not rowing. Uh, was yeah, it, so it's was a bit, it your it's a, idea as well? It was my idea, yeah. That's the thing. It was a bit of an undertaking. Um, but if we make it, we've, uh, we were hoping to, to get a big kind of corporate sponsor that, that wanted to get involved. Um, but that never happened. So I've had to take a big loan out of the bank and the other guys have done the same. Um, we've been given, like, we have got a, a few a few good sponsors, like a company called Aquapack's given us free waterproof bags and a company called Sealskins has given us gloves and hats and, and kind of like necessities that we need. But in terms of getting getting cash sponsorship we've we, we've had none so yeah we've had to basically bankrupt ourselves yeah um i i so there was a a, a woman who did it by herself 
Um, uh, Roz Savage, the English yes. lady, is it? Yeah. I got to meet her actually about oh, is that five right? years ago. Yeah. Oh no way! She, wow. it, it was pretty. It was a pretty interesting story. I think with her, 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 um, her water um, purifier went out yep. on her during the trip. Yeah, because she tried it twice. I think she failed yeah. on the first attempt, and then she went and, and did it again. Um, but she, that, she's actually uh, like a, a race consultant for for the race that I'm doing. So she's going to be out in California. So I'll get to meet her in a couple of weeks. Oh, that's so I'll, great. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so you remember Jack? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, no. I remember his beard. It was a really good beard. <laughs> I did have a beard. So maybe, maybe uh, she was a very interesting person to talk with. It was fascinating yeah. the stories and stuff. But she did it by herself, and which was. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's that I, is like compared to what we're doing. It's that is it's infinitely harder work. There's there's like I think there's three three solos that are doing it at the same time as us, and it's it's just insane. Like obviously, I think it's quite a big quite a big a big task ahead of us to do it as a four, and then but these yeah these guys that are doing it as solos are just made of different material. Like it's yeah, I've got it, it, utmost it sounds respect. Crazy to me, I I I get I'm I'm impressed when I'm able to just walk down to the lunch cafeteria <laughs> and get my food and come back and. Oh, I didn't even do big, that. I got it delivered to my front door today. So yeah. oh, I'm impressed with you I, doing that as well. You're going to work it off, man. You're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. I mean, I've asked you this before, but I mean, what size waves are we talking about that are going to be hitting you? Uh, that's the thing. We're not too sure. We're thinking like in, in storms and stuff, we'll get like 50-foot waves. But if you think about it, it's kind of like we're, we're, we're going to act as a cork. So yeah. if you put a cork in a bathtub and shake the bathtub around like the cork, stays on top of the water and it never never goes under kind of thing so that's it's going to not going to be a pleasant experience but we're yeah. not going to die essentially well hopefully we're not going to die and if we do then you can get another co-host and yeah replace me yeah exactly yeah, well, <laughs> one of these guys well up, these guys so, are doing yeah. very well so you can drag one of these guys <laughs> that's, why, that's really why they brought us on today absolutely yeah just auditioning that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> i gotta well, my a game then <laughs> all the very best man uh wish you all Thank the best you. luck so yeah. yeah and you're crazy that's that's you yeah. are crazy oh, but that's yeah. great oh, are you yeah. gonna have like uh internet access to tweet about the, the experience and we've got um stuff? we've got a sat phone which gives us kind of data rates way slower than like a 28.8k modem so if you remember back to those days how slow that was we've got like about a quarter of that speed so we we're able to send like text only emails so we've got someone looking after okay. our social me- yeah so we've got someone looking after our social media so we'll be able to send send her an email and say can you put this up on on Facebook and can you put this cool. up on Twitter and stuff yeah well i know twitter uh, takes cell phone in so if you wanted to text twitter directly you could is that right i'll we'll yeah. look into that i should have probably found out about that but yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's how kids. they that's how they were getting around the uh, censorship in argentina was it argentina okay. or something like that so they were censoring the internet and so basically um, they put all their resources into the cell network down there right. so the people could still um, use twitter Oh, fantastic! Wow. Yeah, we'll look into that anyway because yeah, yeah, we we need to get some stuff out anyway. But that's awesome! Cheers. Yeah, cool. So uh, we'll move on to our, our guest then, uh, Ben. You've been at a conference. Or do you fancy talking to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I am at uh, PHP Tech uh, this week, which is in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Um, and uh, let's see, this is a conference that's happened. Uh, I don't know when they started doing it, but it's been going on for quite a few years now. And um, I've been to quite a few of them. I, I went, um, but then I took a break. So last year I came back uh, for the first time in a few years, and then uh, then I'm back again this year. Um, I am uh, giving two talks uh, this week. One is called uh, Contributing to Core, 
talking about uh, my journey to get array column into the core. And really it's uh, all about trying to uh, encourage other people to get involved and to point them to resources and, and give pointers on you know, how you can get involved in, in uh, contributing to the core if you have something, have an idea that you want to uh, try to pitch. Uh, the second talk I'm giving is called Modern PHP, and it's talking about uh, really just the difference in the way we build PHP web apps today um, versus what we used to do 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, so uh, just kind of talking about all the different, the new tools that are available, the new processes that we all kind of go through. Um, I mean, we were just talking about test-driven development. Uh, it's not uncommon to see tests in projects these days. But I know 10 years ago, no one wrote a test for anything, uh, at least not that I, I was ever aware of. Uh, so I'm just kind of talking about a few of those things and uh, really taking a look back at the way we used to build things and how we build them now. That's cool. Um, Very so cool. I do want to point something out, though, that I think is really cool that they're doing at the conference this year. So yeah. actually, I'm, I'm going to pimp their magazine since I've got yeah. one of me. Uh, if you're not aware <laughs> of PHP Architect Magazine, uh, PHP Art. Uh, phparch.com uh, you can get, uh, get a subscription there I, I have written for the magazine so I am not unbiased um, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, countries is that available in? yeah um, but uh, they're also doing uh, every year at PHP Tech they do uh, something uniquely different uh, for uh, just kind of a fun things uh, the whole focus of this conference is really about uh, being part of the community so they want to in fact this year they they in, it, they um, increase the time between talks, so there's 30-minute breaks between each talk so that you can you know, have what we always call the hallway track, where you bump into people, talk about things, and uh, talk shop, and you know, come up with new ideas. And In fact, a lot of people you know, tend to think that that's, that's what they get the most out of any conference they go to. And so at this conference, they try to, they try to provide those opportunities even more so. But they also do some fun things like after parties. And, and one of the things they're doing this year, last year, uh, you had to go around to each of the sponsors, sponsor tables, and they had a Lego that was made uh, with their logo printed on it. And if you collected all the Legos, you got like a T-shirt. This year, they're doing uh, pins. <laughs> so here's, here's GitHub's and Engine Yard's pin. And they're, you know, they're like standard pins you, you put on things, right? Cool. So uh, I've gotten a couple of them yeah. now. Uh, the other thing that I think is actually really funny is if, if you notice their logo here on the magazine, uh, this, this stylized A. Well, no one really knew what they were going for with this stylized A until it's not, they it's not the these, spaceship from asteroids. Until they printed these up. Uh. All right. So all of the speakers, like all of the speakers got a yellow shirt. Uh, attendees who had been here before got blue shirts, and brand new attendees <laughs> got red shirts. That's <laughs> wicked. Ed's going to especially love that because Ed was talking about how much he liked Star Trek before you came. Was, you oh, sure. was <laughs> oh, so all the newbies yeah. are the red shirts, um, and whenever whenever speakers go on away missions, they need to make sure to at least have one red shirt with them. <laughs> so oh, I, I think that's cool. pretty fun. Uh, will, will, will the videos be available online? Your talks and no, um, I don't think they're videoing any of these talks. Uh, I know that it. PHP is pretty notorious for not videoing <laughs> any of the talks. 
It's like, let's not remember this ever happened. <laughs> well, as a speaker, I don't really know if I want to remember that it happened either. Because <laughs> I, I like to say stupid things. But I think that uh, part of it is, uh, is really all about, um, I think that there are business things that have to be considered when you video uh, and provide that video later. Uh, one of them is, uh, does that reduce the um, incentive to come to the conference? So, uh, like, it's one thing to, to video and provide that video to, to the attendees who were there, which I think would be a good thing. But if you provide it for others to see, um, especially in its entirety or all of the videos, then that kind of, you know, a lot of people just wouldn't come to the conference. And so, as I was saying a minute ago, that the whole like the biggest benefit of the conference is the social interaction you get and the networking. And so th- th- you would be missing out on quite a bit if, uh, if you didn't attend. Can I ask you a couple of uh, quick questions actually on that? Um, this first one's a real probably noob question, but um, the magazine you were just talking about, it, is that available in most countries or is it pretty limited? Uh, yeah, right? yeah. You can get a digital copy too, even if they, okay. I don't, I don't know if they ship it, everywhere um they just started doing the print version again um yeah. it, this magazine's been going on for over 10 years uh maybe 12 years now and yeah. uh, i'm just looking through it they went all digital for a few years uh actually yeah 2002 so they've been going on 12 years um but just like last year uh they went back to print so you can buy print and uh and digital and you can get it in a variety of formats so they've got EPUB and Kindle and um, uh, some of the, some other uh, PDF and other formats. That's very cool. I, I will probably switch to that. I, I mean, I I get .NET Magazine, but um, I'm not. I've nothing bad to say about .NET Magazine, but I find if you're a back end programmer, it's quite limited what's useful yeah. to you. I guess it's all but, the new uh, shiny JavaScript stuff. And yeah, another carousel. That's another that's carousel. Not, <laughs> that's all about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's always confusing with, about that magazine to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> very confusing. Uh, the other question I was going to ask you um, um, was: you were talking about contributors to the PHP core. Um, I mean, how many are there at the moment? And I mean, and how how good do you need to be to? Because we primarily <laughs> aim our our podcast at kind of beginner um, programmers. Uh, so th- there's a variety of ways you can contribute. Um, there, there's contributing directly to core, uh, and if you wanted to write the code for that, you, you've got to at least be able to work around through C, uh, because yes. PHP is written in C. Um, yeah. I'm not a C programmer, and I was able to wade through it. Um, the macros th- and all that fun stuff. I think <laughs> the, other, the other benefit that I have, and this is part of what, why I give this talk at a conference, and uh, why I, and, and part of what I promote in the talk is... Uh, about networking with other people. So when you when you attend an event like this, you run into other core program core programmers. At this event in particular, I don't know how many are here, but there's there's a handful of them uh, who are attending, and and some of them are giving talks. And so when when you put yourself in places like this, and you kind of get to know some of the core developers, or at least get to know people who've been around in the community uh, for many years, um, building those relationships, I think, is critical to kind of getting your voice heard in a place like, you know, the internals group. Um, and that's not always the case. And the, and the internals group is notorious for, um, 
having Making you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having some problems on there. Um, and so I'm not going to get into all that, but sure. <laughs> there's a lot of passionate people. So when a lot of passionate people are, are together and they all have different varying opinions on how things should be, then, you know, you get heated arguments and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, Which could be good, could be disruptive, I guess. It, it could be, but sometimes you just got to step back from it, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And learn not to take it personally, and especially, Absolutely. especially don't respond to someone while you're in kind of that state of yes. being heated up. Calm um, down, think about yeah. it. Mickey, you could yeah. learn from this, couldn't you? I could definitely learn from yeah, this. It's yeah. more yeah. fun when you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've matured since I hit 30. I think that's pretty yeah. definite. Well, it's a kid on the way, isn't it? It's like a. I've got a kid on the way, I've got to grow up. Yeah, definitely. Hormonal change. But I to answer your question, though, I, I, I mean, I, I, how good do you have to be? I, I mean, I, I don't think you have to be like a rocket. Scientist. Well, you don't have to be a rock star, uh, term I hate, but you don't really have to be a rock star. You don't have to be a, a ninja. Uh, you've just got to be able to – I think the important thing is implementing something uh, and putting it out there. And uh, so there's a process you go through too. Um, before you'd ever – you might even do this process before you ever write any code just to make sure that it's worth your time to, to try to write the code. Or you might do it the other way around and say, I want to try this out and I'm going to write this code. And then I'll submit it uh, for, for inclusion. But the process is to create an RFC on the PHP wiki, yeah. um, which is at wiki.php.net. And before you can create the RFC, you have to get kind of – you can sign up for an account, but you have to get Karma uh, in order to create a page on that there. So you then go kind of to the internals mailing list and uh, um, kind of state your intentions, and someone would grant you Karma to create the RFC, um, and then you create the RFC. There's a format. There's a the template for it. Um, and then beyond that, you know, if, if it looks like it's it's a feature that people are wanting, uh, and there's some some good int- uh, interest in it, even if it's just a couple of people interested, then uh, they might you might be able to find someone who can help you implement it. Uh, if you're not very comfortable with it, you might implement it yourself. Uh, or you know, if, if someone else on the mailing list is just like says, I think that's a great idea. I'll help you. You know, do that. That's that's kind of where you go from there. That's why I, I talked about you know building relationships is really important because yeah. with those relationships, you might know someone who can help you either help support you, uh, you know, by granting you access to the wiki, for example. Um, they might help support you by even giving you pointers, reading your code, or even uh, rewriting your code. <laughs> and, and a lot of my case, what happened was my code got committed as is. And then came back in and got completely rewritten. <laughs> I think most of the code that, that was in there that I wrote is no longer like yeah. it, it's. You could no longer tell that I had written it. Yeah, some someone else overwrote it. <laughs> Did it hurt? Did that hurt? It was like, oh no, my code. For the better though. Like uh, I think. Uh, I think and did they Sarah take all credit for it as well, or do you still have the no, credit no, on no. there? I, I still have the credit. Uh, Sarah yeah. Goldman <laughs> went in and rewrote a lot of it, uh, but one of the reasons for that was because she abstracted things away. So that um, you know, it, it, it works better, and some of the functionality can now be used by other methods in PHP as well, um, and that's that's why she abstracted it that way. But also, she wanted to put it into HHVM at the same time. That's cool. uh, so before it was ever in a general availability release, HHVM had the had the code in it as well. So I've got one last question. Sorry, I'm, I'm hogging the yeah. mic here, but uh, I just want to ask one last question, which is. Uh, 
on that note, really, for any like budding listeners who really want to contribute, do, is there any like hole in PHP's core that you think needs to be filled? I, I just uh, for Jack as well, really. Uh, anything you think could be a really good contribution to the PHP core? Oh, <laughs> sorry, I really put you on the spot there. I can't for, think of anything, but well, I I think I think my big thing right now that I would love to see happen in PHP is a spec actually being written. yes, yes, I plus one on that. That is what yeah. we need. Yeah, competition, so not job. Zend. It's just Zend, and it's and it's yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean that's that. that's my big thing. I mean, you're starting to see it. I mean, there's uh, there's HHVM, and then there's the uh, the one done in PyPy, and I keep forgetting the name of that. Hippity VM or something like that. Hippy VM. Hippy, hip, hip, yeah, I think it's called Hippy. Yeah, uh, I'll have to double check that. But that, that somebody did a VM in uh, PyPy uh, for PHP. Uh, yeah. PyPy VM. Uh, and it's supposed to be faster than, um, yeah, Hippie VM. It's supposed to be faster than HHVM. Um, but that's that's fine and dandy, but the problem is, is that HHVM and, yeah, I'm sure, Hippie VM, they all uh, differ from Zend enough that they're not exactly compatible. Like, you can't switch out the engine just straight up. Um, and so we really, you know, to to encourage that to continue to happen and those benefits come to PHP, we really need a spec. So... It's just getting someone to do it, isn't it, I suppose? And it's that whole... Yeah. Because it's a big job and talking to the core and everything and having that kind of back and forth because, yeah. Yeah. I think if you ask an internals person, they, they might turn around and say, well, the spec is the code. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah. it, does, it does present challenges. Like uh, with HHVM, because there's not a, a common spec... Um, uh, or, or any anything HHVM, Hippie VM, uh, whatever the JPHP thing is, or, or whatever they call the Java one. Uh, used used to be one called Quercus. Now now there's a new one, I believe. Um, they they could choose to implement things how you know, new things right that diverge from what is core PHP, uh, and that could you know could be good for them, but you know bad for uh, portability. So, I mean, I think it's. It's kind of the issue that you have with uh, hip hop VM, isn't it? It's that like hip hop VM's got these great features that they added to it, but there's no way that you that your average PHP developer is going to be able to Im- implement H- um, hip hop VM. Um, you can't because it's, code, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like mm-hmm. you 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 can't go one way and then come back. You can only just go one way on that, and then you can um, have a massive code base that yeah you can't yeah, move it, and, and you're going to be stuck and you're stuck again. Yeah, you're just stuck yeah. on the same problem really. Yeah, I was actually just listening to the change log this morning, and they were talking about um, with the Dart, uh, a couple of the Dart guys, uh, and they—they're actually part of their process is they're submitting their spec um, to the standards organization. So that's a cool. Idea. Um, so the, and it'll allow for different VMs. I mean, the purpose they're doing it is to allow for different VMs to be written against it, um, and though, and then it can actually be adopted easily into other browsers from that point. You know, there's benefits in that having a spec, and I think uh, I think with where PHP is going, um, it, it's going. It has to happen sooner than later. It's my feeling. Yeah. Cool. I was just looking at that. two times faster than Facebook's uh, hip hop VM. That must be quite yeah. embarrassing for them guys. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Facebook. Well, I think, I think, suck. Yeah. I think it's more embarrassing for the Zen people who are on the very bottom of that list, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. So. Uh, 
Uh, though they've got, I, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, PHP NG that they're working on. Yes, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Internal map, yeah. That was... Yeah, that'll force us into a new version, uh, a, a new number um, from five to six or seven, depending on where they decide to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So, uh, yeah, that leaves us with, uh, with you, Jack. And, well, it doesn't have to be just this week. Any cool projects that you're working on that aren't top secret, of That's course. That's a good segue. Well, like uh, well, it, it's actually, I think it's appropriate you came to be last, because what uh, I've been working on a lot in my spare time here recently um, is learning Apache module creation in C. Um, so wow. I've, uh, I've just got an initial module done. It's got some tweaking I got to do to it. So I'm, I'm actually building a uh, module that allows you to build a choose your adventure game with your um, vhost configurations. Wow. <laughs> so that's how I'm spending how my hard time. Is that? Uh, you know, the hardest part about it was uh, there's a great article, um, and I'm going to do a blog post on this sooner than later, but there's a great article that over, uh, outlines how to do a basic Apache modules and hook and um, set up your hooks and uh, your responses and getting the, the request in and out. Uh, so I went through that a couple of times. Um, I, went, I read it first, and then I went through and did all the code second. Um, and then uh, the hardest part really is learning C. Because I'm not a, uh, I, I don't come from a world yeah. where there's a, a static language, right? I've, all my languages have been dynamic. I've done ActionScript, PHP, ColdFusion, JavaScript, uh, Python. Yeah. Uh, none of them static. And so the, that, that whole world's completely new to me. Yeah. That's been the hardest part. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of C. <laughs> I spent a little <laughs> bit of time trying to learn it. It's just horrible, really. Well, <laughs> Everything always goes down to it, though, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a lot. It's just it's it's very verbose in what you have to type, right? So, like, uh, I yeah. I'm I'm storing some statistics of the of the game in a cookie. So, in order to do that, I have to put the cookie the, the statistics in a string that can then get saved into the cookie. But to modify things, I have to read that cookie in. Um, I have to split it, and then I have to uh, convert those number, the strings over to an integer. Then I perform some math on it. Then I convert it back to a string and then I concatenate it again. And then I save it back to the cookie. Um, okay. so obviously a dynamic language I would have been done. Time in juggling. Yeah. You just yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I would have been done in two lines of code, you know, seven, eight lines of code <laughs> later I'm done in C. It's just, uh, so it's, it's a new way of thinking and that, that's what I'm liking about it. It's, uh, it's challenging me as a developer. What's like the yeah. testing thing, like, and uh, and also in the core as well. Like, is there a unit testing style thing in C, or is it more actually just actually? And uh, PHP has a full suite of unit tests um, in the written in C. So I, I, the thing about PHP is it's primarily C, but there's some C plus plus in it as well. So they've somehow hooked that up in certain areas. Uh, I did not know but, that. Uh, but there is a full uh, test suite available for it. Oh, actually, they're, they're written in um, what's called PHPT, which is a special spec uh, uh, test kind of thing. Um, and hold on, let me. If you go to QA.php.net, uh, there's a it's the quality assurance thing that uh, actually talks about how to write tests and how to run them for PHP. So you can actually download the full source code of PHP, do your own build. And then uh, run all the tests, and and at the very end, it'll ask, 
do you want to email these tests or send them to the, the QA team? And it will actually, you can say yes, and it will actually send them uh, to the QA team with some information about your system so that they, un- they can get a good idea of where tests are failing and passing and what systems they run pretty well. But a PHP T file is a, um, it's like a text file that's got like different blocks in it. And one block might have PHP code in it, and the other block might be, might be the output that you expect to receive. And so when you run it, it's going to run the PHP code block, and then it's going to compare that to the output block. Wow. Ed, I just know that you're going to be doing this at the weekend. I can, <laughs> I can sense you're, you're a little bit aroused, I imagine. But, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> that is very cool. Very cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, other, sorry, other Michael, than, how, how's uh, your week been? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, there was that's what the silence was for because you were sitting there like someone ask me, someone ask me. Oh man, uh, <laughs> very polite, very polite. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for you guys who don't know me, I'm, I'm basically I'm doing a, a master's course in advanced computer science at the moment in my first year, and I've just come to the exam stage. And uh, it's interesting you're talking about C because I do find like a lot of lecturers are really elitist and it's like unless you know C they've got no time for you whatsoever well, even they like most PHP, of the teachers, they? They, they slag off PHP all the time yeah. it's unreal without but, even uh, using it properly that's yeah. yeah 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 I doubt they they probably I doubt they know half the new stuff put it that way but um yeah I just had an exam and I basically walked to the exam hall had my bag with me and they were like oh you can't take your bag in so I had to like walk back to my work drop off my bag and then I walked back and I suddenly realized like my student card was in the bag so they wouldn't let me in I now had like seven minutes left to get in so I literally ran to my office got my student card got someone to give me a lift in I had to beg for them to let me into the exam hall basically and then I opened up the book and nothing that I'd revised was in that exam and it was just two hours the most painful two hours of my life (laughs) it was just barbaric but um, it, yeah, I I doubt I've passed that exam. But uh, you never know, do you? You like you always it always feels yeah, I, worse than it is, pretty. Yeah, every every uh, every exam that I took in my my limited schooling, I always felt like I failed. So, yeah. <laughs> I, and what's what's the pass rate as well? Because I remember I before I dropped out of uni, it was like the the passing grade on exams and stuff was like forty percent or something like that. Yeah, it's still forty percent. Yeah, is it really? it's I, quite low, fine, but, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I said to these guys before the uh, we started recording that for me, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but like uh, a good programmer is someone who can actually doesn't know everything, but they can then go away, find a resource, and and learn and that from what quick. they find. Yeah, and it, yeah. Uh, whereas an exam is just a screenshot of what you know at that exact time and how much revision you've done the night before, I guess. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a pretty hard week to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, one exam left, so concurrency and parallelism done, and I've got intelligent systems left. So um, yeah, just got to crack on with that now. But it was a bit that's, of a that's, uh, that's the breeze. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it. But, uh, yeah, so uh, other than that, work's been pretty good. So I guess this leaves us with our uh, our hot picks and tweet of the week section. So uh, I don't know. Should we go, Ed? Any hot picks? Uh, I have nothing this week. That's so embarrassing. What? I know. Dude. I usually I know. I usually like, I have nothing. Really? 
There's a cool project wow. called Vert PHP, though. You should check out. <laughs> Never heard of it. Don't know what you're talking about. We will definitely come on to that in a moment. Uh, how about you, then, Fraser? Um, I'm in to... the same embarrassing camp. <laughs> unfortunately, you've got, you've got an excuse. Yeah, because yeah, really I've winded down so much. I've, I've literally done no... I've played a little bit with Angular and used a... And, oh, yeah, I might as well say that. I've used a, an Angular plugin called... Ang- I can't even remember what it's called. Text <laughs> Angular is basically a WYSIWYG for, uh, for Angular. And uh, that's, that's really all I have to say. But it's easy to implement and uh, it, it works really well. So if anybody needs a, a WYSIWYG plugin for Angular, there you go. Well... I've been pretty shocky too. I've got one hot pick. Why do we mention really, hot picks if we never? I don't know. Out. It's, it's a really <laughs> diabolical hot pick that I've got as well. But before I come on to it, um, Ben and, and Jacques, uh, usually what I do if we've got a guest on, I, I won't say your hot picks of the week, but if you can have a think about before I do mine, uh, maybe your top three uh, tips to any like budding developers out there really looking at beginner programmers. So any kind of uh, JavaScript library, any plugin. Any tools, anything you think is really, yeah, even if good, it's like really useful, I, something as long you as it's not about. Sublime Text Two, like even like <laughs> thing that, that's really useful because we drill Sublime Text Two to death, like because we love it, so we talk about it every week. So I think it gets we should get sponsorship from them, really. To yeah. Be honest, yeah. yeah, none of us have paid for it yet. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my really really bad one, and it is bad considering this is like a PHP <laughs> podcast, but uh, I just. You know when it's you see Ruby a nice site, it's Ruby, how dare you? <laughs> Plus KSP. Um, you know when you see like a really nice website and you have to just view on view source, you have to find out what's going on there. So I had that today and um, led me to a site called strikingly.com. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how big these guys Actually, looking at the front, they've got some pretty big clients, but it's like a site builder. So it's not very good for people looking to learn programming. But uh, if you need to put up a quick site, a responsive site, it looks pretty good. Uh, I don't know what their pricing is, but it's it's just a very simple sort of site builder. You kind of like edit the areas that you want. And uh, yeah, it's going back to the dark old times, I guess, in some ways. But if you needed to put a site up quick, this I was pretty impressed. It looked quite nice. So uh, that's that's really all I've got for this week, unfortunately. So, uh, Ben, Jacques, uh, are one of you ready, ready to uh, give your tips? Sure. Yeah, you happy? Yeah, you yeah, yeah I'll go. Uh, yeah. All right, first thing is community. Uh, as Ben mentioned, get involved in the community. Make those connections. Uh, uh, if you've got a local user group, um, go to it. Obviously, we talked earlier. You guys don't have a local user group, though you guys should get together and start one. Yeah. <laughs> start yeah. one. Uh, but, uh, Where are the I can't. I we uh, well in the southeast of England, about yeah. well between because we're kind of spread out. We're not in the same town, but between like half an hour and an hour from London. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, if you if you don't have one, start one or uh, check out Nomad PHP. Uh, is a it's a virtual uh, user group that gets together once a month. They actually are doing their meetings tomorrow. They have a U.S. Uh, meetup and a European meetup. So in both time zones. So um, and the content's different in each one. So you can actually hit both of them in the same day if you wanted to. Um, so there's that. Um, I, um, I'm a big believer in Vim. Uh, you guys are going to talk about Sublime Text. I'm going to talk about Vim. Uh, <laughs> I love Vim. Uh, I think everybody should have at least the basic understanding of how to use Vim because that helps you do system admin. And as we've all know, you're going to do some level of sysadmin. Uh, so I recommend uh, vim-adventures.com. 
I, I between uh, forcing myself into using Vim and that website, I, I picked up Vim in like thirty days. It was it was pretty easy. Um, and then um, this isn't PHP related because unfortunately they don't have any PHP in it. But I, a friend of mine at work has turned me on to this thing called Exorcism dot io, I think. Um, and basically, what it is, it's it's really quick exercises in a multiple of languages. They've got Python, Objective C, um, uh, in a uh, I think Ruby, Go, and a few other things. Um, and so, basically, what it is is you just pull down an exercise, and it gives it outlines what you're supposed to do, gives you a test suite, and then you've got to go and write the class for it to execute against the test suite. Um, and then it, when you're done, you can submit it, and it gives you all sorts of uh, feedback. Like, well, there's a community that can give you feedback on your code, or you can share it with other people that uh, you're doing. So I guess it with. it's kind of like uh, like Code Cat is on steroids, pretty much, is it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, you, you, it doesn't teach you how to do it. You have to know how to do it, but it right. challenges you into solving the problem. Yeah. Um, and so we, we've been using it here because at work we're we're actually doing a migration from PHP to Python, um, and. Uh, it's uh, a few of us developers have been using it here to brush up on our Python. Python three or two point seven? Two point seven, because why would you move? Why to would three? you move three? I know. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. But the, <laughs> that 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 whole argument is a, a a good debate around if it's good enough. Why do you need something better? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I tease I tease all my Python's friends about that because it's been what five years. Yeah, it is pretty. Uh, when is there a changeover? Hasn't he like postponed the change, like to say that they're going to stop, or they're going to kind of keep two pretty much two different versions of the language going? I think they're going to have to keep two versions of the language going. <sighs> from my understanding, completely screwed up. The they're right. I mean, the, at least PHP hasn't done that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, PHP six would have been. You know, it's like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unicode. Well, hopefully, we learn something from that debacle and uh, not do it ourselves. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Was that free? I'm not very good at counting. It's not my strongest point. To be <laughs> that fair. was three, yeah. Was that three, yeah. three picks. All right. Yeah. They're basically the best hot picks we've had throughout 24 episodes. That's put yeah. us to shame, actually. They it look seems, amazing. It seems like it's got every language other than PHP, which I'm quite surprised. Right, which kind of makes Pascal, me mad. Yeah, it's, 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 it's got PHP. I think in there somewhere it says that they are working on PHP. Uh, okay. I just, it, it just kind of feels like PHP is being shit at it. Yeah, it's not like it, a right? passive aggressive move to try and get <laughs> oh, yeah, PHP out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's currently available. Like if we don't talk about it, it'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> it says uh, they have exercises currently available in Closure, Coffee Script. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> why would you call it? I get the Coffee like, Script at all. Oh, it's, it should yeah. die. I'm joking. But, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it should. Pascal, JavaScript, Objective C, OCaml. <laughs> it's got OCaml, not PHP yet. Python, Ruby, and uh, Scala. But coming up, uh, they'll have Java, Rust, Erlang, PHP, and Common Lisp. There you go. I've never heard of OCaml before. Yeah. Nor have I. It's a function. Uh, I bet uh, it comes before PHP, though. Is it a Lisp <laughs> yeah. dialect? I want to say it's a Lisp dialect. I could be completely wrong, though. I okay. think it might be. Yeah, seems like. Yeah, because why would you want to put a tool out to help people learn the what runs seventy percent of the internet? <laughs> That's the crazy thing, isn't it? It's like oh, you're yeah. using it every day, or you're, you're, mind, uh, you're hitting a PHP site every day. <laughs> I wouldn't mind learning a bit of C sharp. To be honest, I know Ed always says it's just like Java, but um, it's better Java, isn't it? You know, actually. Ooh. 
Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Benny, are you happy to uh, give a couple? Well, um, let's see. I was on the spot, and I was going to try to say exorcism, <laughs> but I figured... Ha, 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 that's why I got in there first. <laughs> I that one. Um, I mean, I think the thing that, uh, uh, going back to kind of more of a PHP one, um, I think the one, uh, maybe you, you've mentioned this on the, on the podcast before, uh, but there's uh, phptherightway.com. Yeah. Um, okay. Very good. All right. That's very cool. Yeah, that is very so, good. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, w three schools. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> the silence. The silence. Yeah. Yeah, I, always, I was going to try to come back with something witty on that. But <laughs> I don't think of anything wittier? Um, yeah, I mean, I think PHP the right way is really good for uh, yeah, just kind of learning some basics and uh, learning about some of the, the paradigms and PHP programming and getting some stuff set up. Um, what's the, there's another one that um, I know is a, a cool thing. See, Mickey, you, uh, should send, you should send that to your lecturers, PHP the right way and say, yeah, this is actually true, what true. happens in PHP now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's basically it. Yeah. That's yeah, my like, talk this is, is uh, this is how we develop PHP nowadays. Um, what's this uh, PHP? Hold on. I'm trying to remember what, what this other tool is puppet uh not puppet but puff it puff pet yes. <laughs> say that 10 times fast <laughs> p-u-p-h-p-e-t is yeah. a uh a gui for setting up virtual machines for web development with php yeah um but it uses um uh so this is another good way to like just get a a local vm set up with php and developing on it pretty quickly how did you do um, development, like the development life like, cycle with developing for the core? Was that a Vagrant box type thing? Um, actually, I did create a, I created a Vagrant file for that uh, that I put on my GitHub account. Let me see oh, if cool. I can grab that. Uh, basically, I mean, I, I set up this VM for it, and then I figured well, I'll, I'll put it up there for anyone else to use um, because it... It basically just pulls down all of the required resource, all of the required packages that you would need for on Ubuntu for for compiling PHP for making it, and then also, um, uh, well, basically that's it for making it. So you get you'll get in there and you can hack at the C code, make changes, and then I think I even have some pointers in here. So that's as a well. great. That that looks great, especially for the community to help people to start with. It's like it's not scary. You can just download this and start having a look at the code. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on to our main topic then, and um, yeah, just thanks again so much, guys, for coming on and uh, agreeing to talk about it. We really we know you guys are busy, so we're really grateful. But uh, yeah, I, I, this is your opportunity, really. I guess did you want to introduce uh, first PHP and tell us all about it then? Uh, yeah. Um... Well, I mean, I think you guys did a, a great job explaining uh, um, on the episode that we found, um, sure. which we found, um, uh, I don't know if I, I told you all this, but I found it by watching our GitHub stats and the refers. And then oh, really? Somehow, <laughs> no, yeah, really? And, and I saw some uh, linkage from your show notes, and then I was like, what is this? And then I downloaded it and listened to it, and I was like, well, shit, this sounds like a really good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's very kind of you to lie to us, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was good. <laughs> Um, which is great because I'm collecting podcasts right now. So, uh, um, 
Cool. So uh, that's how kind of ha- how you found it. But you, I think you guys explained it really well. I mean, basically, it's uh, the same concept as virtual inf from the the Python world um, ported over to the PHP world. So the idea is that you could have complete isolated um, installations of uh, PHP pair packages with Peckle packages and everything um, that you can switch between on the same system. So in essence, the goal is to do what you can do with a VM for development, um, but do it without the VM. Yeah. I, well, I had a little play around with it um, at lunchtime. Uh, I was Skyping with Ed, and uh, it was incredibly easy to use, I have to say. I'm not just saying that because you guys want the show, but it was incredibly easy to use. And, uh, I mean, like I say, I, I'm on Mac, and uh, I love the fact that I can just boot up the terminal and, PHP dash s localhost and I'm away and I've got a local environment but obviously that's not always going to be exactly what you need when you're working on legacy code and all the rest whereas your solution completely tailors for that I guess without having to have the layer of a, of a virtual machine as well yeah and yeah that's yeah. the great thing like yeah I suppose the only thing, um sappy support is probably the only like the command line at the moment now down yeah is awesome and like, how, how's that going? Because that must be quite a task in itself to kind of... Yeah, so I, that probably explains why I'm paying attention to Apache uh, and C right now. I was thinking that <laughs> so, there is a yeah, correlation between those two, yeah. Yeah, right. So uh, right now I'm trying to um, you know, understand how the, uh, the, the mod PHP is working with Apache um, so we can kind of hijack it a little bit um, and trying to find the most infi- um, efficient, inintrusive way of doing that. Um, you know, obviously, when, we, when that's going to be the big hurdle, I think, because um, as you know, what happens is that when Apache starts, it loads in all the configuration and uh, mod PHP into memory. And in order to switch any of that, you have to actually um, restart Apache. So if you were going to do that every time, yeah, you got to do a full shutdown and start back up. There's actually several things that you're you know, we have to think about. Um, I mean, one of the things is that Apache uh, is is often on most people's systems is one of those things that you run as root and vert PHP is specifically made so that you don't have to be root. Uh, it's all local, all, all in your local developer environment. So, um, I mean, when you're switching those kinds of things around and modifying Apache, uh, host configs, uh, or, or the HTTP.conf, uh, all of that will have to be done as root. So it's, it's one of those things we, we haven't quite figured that stuff out yet. Uh, there's a couple of different methods we're looking into um, for getting that done. We actually are considering a three-prong approach to it where, like, uh, depending on your comfort level and um, what your system setup is like, that you could have different ways of um, interfacing with Apache. Um, but uh, Apache is going to be our big hurdle. Um, the other SAPIs that we're looking into, um, which is on our, our roadmap uh, to get accomplished, is obviously the, the CGI, fast CGI um, as well as uh, uh, what else, Ben? I'm going to pull up the roadmap. Um, I mean, that's the other big one. I think that uh, what that gets us is so a lot of people do run PHP using PHP FPM, yeah. uh, which manages your uh, fast CGI processes uh, so that you can, um, so, so they basically stay alive, uh, connected to like Nginx or Apache. Um, I mean, the challenges then there again are, are similar. Uh, we can we can hijack um, the the PHP uh, CGI fast CGI 
um, um, I think it's a, the binary file that, that, that manages that. But again, it'll kind of be up to, uh, it's still kind of a root process that changes virtual host configs to use that. Um, and I don't, I just don't really have an idea of, of what that looks like right now of how we would change that. Um, so it's something we're still, still thinking about. What, did you get the list up in front of you? Because I don't, I don't have that. Yeah, whole yeah. List. I mean, uh, you know, uh, according to our roadmap, uh, is, which is obviously where we keep our brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, for Linux, we want to we want to support a you know uh, Apache CGI, um, the command line interface, which is our, obviously done, the built-in web server, which is obviously done. Uh, we want to look at FPM, obviously, and then um, IS API. Um, which there's some potential there that we're evaluating. And then we're, we, we want to look at uh, the PHP DB SAPI to see if there's anything that we need to tap to in that particular instance as well. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you all are familiar with what that is, but it's, uh, it's a new debugging SAPI that's uh, supposed to um, be better than xDebug. Um, yeah. and it, I think a because, British guy from around where we live actually built it, I think. Yeah. Joe yeah. Watkins or something I think something like that, I think. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I think his I think his accent's a little thicker than y'all. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I listened to a PHP town hall with him on it and it was kind of hard to, to, to get it all. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, it, it sounds really fascinating. Um, and so we want to keep an eye on that. Um, and that's what we want to support on Linux. And then, like, on Mac, we want to do Apache CGI command line built-in web server. And we want to hit Windows with uh, command line CGI. Um, IIS, and, I'm joking. Uh, maybe IIS. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, so many headaches that we have to deal with. You know, and, and personally, another reason that I, I really want to uh, see a spec happen is that I really want to... Uh, get to the point where PHP is so not so coupled with the system that it's on, right? I would love to see PHP be a little more um, abstracted away from that, uh, so you can interchange components a lot easier. Right now, it's it's pretty complex, and in the way that you have to go about um, like um, doing these different components, uh, 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 getting you know getting in between these connections, um, and so it wasn't built for you know actually. Yeah, building new new bits to it. Exactly. Well, people are so used to it being at the system level. And when you install a pair package or a PECL package, it's not uncommon just to think, oh, I'll use sudo to do that, right? Um, and I think a lot of people are trying to make the move away from encouraging people to use root access yeah. to do a bunch of stuff. So we see this in a lot of the other programming communities. Um, Python's been really good about it with virtual env. Uh, the Ruby community has RBM and uh, RVM uh, to help manage local installations of gems and that kind of stuff. Uh, Node, um, there's still a common practice to install some NPM modules globally, but for the most part, a lot of people are installing them locally with the project. Um, Composer is helping... Uh, us in the PHP community move away from that global mindset, even though Composer has some global support. Um, but the, the idea of having your packages as or your dependencies as as defined by a project and then just putting them into the scope of the project f- uh, folder. Um, but we still don't have kind of the full environment around that. And that's that's what vert PHP 
uh, brings uh, to, to this. And I'm hoping that we'll, it'll help us kind of get people out of that mindset of having to install things in the, in the, in the system and the root and use, uh, use root access to, to do things. Breaking other projects and yeah, like overriding using the version. Yeah. Especially major releases of it from three to four or something like that. And yeah. But there's other, there are still really big things that PHP ties into really well, like Apache. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and these other programming languages, they have their own kind of uh, web servers that, that have been written and don't have to run at root level. And Apache doesn't have to either, but uh, I don't think I want to try to support uh, installing a custom Apache as part of this project as well. <laughs> yeah, bit of an undertaking there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so our, you know, ideally our hope is that we can get in um, into the most of the SAPIs and, and, uh, and act as that kind of go-between. Um, where the request is going in and where it's getting processed. Um, obviously, uh, one of the cool things that we you can do with Vert PHP is that you can point it to individual binaries of uh, PHP versions. That's very so cool. If, Testing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if you if you got a test suite that you need to run through, like just say five one to five five, you can just compile five, those different versions of PHP and then set up you know the different uh, Vert PHP environments to do that. That's a great. Yeah, that definitely is. Yeah. Yeah, I got given the horrible task of upgrading all our servers from five point three to five point four, and that was just a nightmare. Uh, for me, that seems like one of the biggest step ups with PHP. It was just so many things that have been deprecated, or uh, you just got fancy array syntax, yeah. I there was I can't remember what it was, but there was like a function where they actually changed like the number of arguments that you could pass or something. So like every site I had just broke. It was absolutely nice. It was something to do with like, uh, like I think it was like the um, GD library or something like that. It was just an absolute nightmare. There was like functioning there. It's like they they literally changed the number of arguments. I was thinking. I, I, I heard the best way to, to prevent that is you wrap all PHP functions in a master class. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. I was writing that down. <laughs> Every one of them. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but yeah, in, in that particular case, you, you know, what you could have done is just, like, if you had a full, this is where testing really helps yeah. out too, right? So if you've got uh, a full test suite um, and then you do vert PHP, you could have 5.3 and 5.4 and a simple command switches the environment, you run your test suite, you take note of what's failed, and then you can jump back and forth. So as you're making changes, you know, if you're breaking it in 5.3 or, yeah. you know. And it's just not, a, not like a boatload of VMs that are just clogging up your system. Right, right. That's another personal like reason why I'm I'm so uh, w- one of the reasons I wanted to do this project is because I I work on an air, and uh, stupidly I bought the air with a small hard drive, so <laughs> I'm constantly I'm having to wipe out. I'm constantly having to wipe out VMs because I'm just like I'm running out of room. Yeah. I, have, I find that I have to restart my machine like at least three times a day because I get a little pop-up saying your system is running low on, on hard drive space. And yeah. then, yeah, have to restart to clear out all the uh, all the temporary files. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the first thing I did was buy an external hard drive. But then you lose some of the advantages, I guess, don't you? But otherwise, the Air is just an amazing machine. It really is. Yeah. Um, one thing's... Uh, one of the things we'd like to do with our guests, if you don't mind, is just uh, because, we, like I say, we are aimed at um, sort of beginner programmers, people who are just getting into it. And we, we particularly like to encourage people who might, might be in a dead-end job or something and they, 
they think they're too old for programming or whatever, um, we'd like to encourage them to get into programming. But one of the questions you'd like to ask uh, is like how you got into programming, whether that's you know whether you got into it as a ten year old or, or whatever. Would it be right to ask you guys that, that question? Yeah. Uh, I don't know who was um, Ben? Go, go first. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think Jacques and I both have kind of cool stories on on this. Um, neither of us are have a traditional computer science background, uh, so I actually have an English degree, uh, English literature, um, and uh, so when I was at uh, university, um, I was going towards like an education track, and and, and uh, let me I'll back up just a little bit before I got into college. Uh, in the mid early to mid nineties, um, when I was in high school, I um, I started you know hacking around and doing kind of what you were saying earlier, where I, I figured out in these early browsers that I could view source, and I yeah. thought, oh, okay, this is kind of interesting. And before then, when I was like in, you know eight years old or whatever, I had like an Atari eight hundred or four hundred, uh, which was a cartridge system Atari with a keyboard and yeah. with a cassette deck and you could record programs on the cassettes and I would actually create Mad Libs uh, where, you know, it'd prompt the user. I used basic programming and yeah. uh, it would prompt the user to enter, you know, noun, verb, adjective, and then it would, you know, spit it back out a, a whole, you know, couple paragraphs with all those variables plugged in. Um, so th- that was like my first kind of in- intro into programming, but I guess I just never thought of it. Uh, as something as a career path, and I don't know why that was. I could speculate all day, but I, I was stupid. I guess I don't know. Uh, so I got into uh, high school, and I was doing web. I did web development. I did websites uh, just by kind of uh, picking around through existing source code on websites, figuring out what they did, what these tags did. Uh, then that kind of led to JavaScript and uh, CGI programs. Um, Matt's, Matt's scripts archive. Uh, I downloaded many, a, a Perl CGI program from that. Uh, the form mail thing was like the most popular thing, but it also was a wide open relay, um, <laughs> which was, which was interesting. Um, so yeah, just looking at a lot of different code and seeing what people were doing is, is how I kind of, how I grew as a programmer. And then when I got into college, I was still doing uh, English education. I was nearly finished with my degree, and I had to take uh, what we call student teaching here, which is when uh, I don't know if they had the same thing uh, in the UK. I'm, I'm sure they have a similar thing, uh, but it's where you have like a semester or two where you go into an actual classroom with students and you're working with a, an, a another teacher uh, and you're assisting as a teacher. So you're learning how you're getting hands-on training in a classroom to learn how to teach. Um, but yeah, we, we don't have anything like that. I don't think, I don't no. think have anything. No. So it's, it's just part of the education program. But yeah. as a, um, in doing that, you have to, like, if you had a full-time job and you were going to classes, that takes up all your time now. So you cannot have a full-time job. So at the time, I was doing full-time web development for a small agency uh, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And... My professor, who also did some web development on the side, said uh, he just approached me one day, pulled me aside, and said, "You enjoy doing this stuff. Um, it, it's something that you're really passionate about. I don't understand why you would quit this job to do student teaching. You can always come back and teach if this thing's not going to work out. This is the year 2000. 
So it was right around just before the bubble burst, and he's like, "Go into this industry, you know, you you you're doing it, you you enjoy doing it. Uh, finish out your English degree, and you can always come back and get your 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 teaching certification later." So that was probably the best advice I've ever been given by anyone, uh, and I took that advice, and and that's really you know I continued in the in the industry, and that's that's how I got into it, and uh, continued to this day. That is. Uh Really interesting. I, I'm similar kind of story. I did history and politics degree, and uh, but I didn't go into computer science degree because basically I had a careers advisor who said there'll be no jobs in IT. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't believe it now, but they, they said it'll be such a swamped market you'll never get a job. So I went for history and politics. But I was in you know interested in politics. So I don't regret anything, but. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. In fact, the other guy that um, usually does a podcast with us, he's similar sort of route. And uh, yeah, I think there's only really Ed who's got the computer science degree out of us, isn't there? So um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Um, I, in fact, I think it gives um, gives me some good grounding and uh, has actually come in handy. Um, so part of that, you know, I, like I said, I write, I've, I've written for magazines before, and um, I think that that you know, kind of helps lend itself well to my ability to document things and my ability mm-hmm. to communicate. Yeah. Um, I did try to go back. I thought at one point in time, I felt like I needed a master's. Um, I had gone through, um, I, I was looking for a job and I went to an interview and it was a horrible interview in which uh, they wanted to ask me all these computer science questions and they wanted to focus on the fact that I didn't have a computer science degree uh, and I think they were just trying to break me down. I'm not quite sure yeah. what was that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I left that really beat down and felt like I needed to have a degree. So I went back to try to do that. And then while I was in, this is around 2005, 2006, uh, while I was uh, in a class uh, one day, the, jo- the, the professor who was teaching us object-oriented programming and they were using Java, um, we were doing these Java applets. We were creating clocks, applets. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he made the statement that he felt that Java applets were the way of the future and that all web development would be done in Java applets. Uh, <laughs> and this is 2005, yeah. and I said, maybe if you said this 10 years ago, that would have been applicable. But yeah. at this point, I can't take you seriously anymore. So I, <laughs> I quit the program. And just you know, felt like my experience was a was yeah. better than than meeting that program. Yeah, that's so interesting. I honestly feel like our sort of backgrounds are very similar in that respect. So yeah, very cool. Uh, Jack, did you uh, want yeah, to my, go for my, yours? My my story is much less interesting uh, <laughs> than his. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I was uh, working at the sandwich stop. No, um, <laughs> I I actually went to college to learn how to draw. I barely made it through uh, two years uh, of having to draw uh, draw pictures. So I went to school for graphic design, uh, and I say I barely made it through two years because I was like so checked out by the end of it. Um, I was fortunate that um, uh, two two semesters before I graduated, one of my professors um, came up to me and asked me and a couple other students to work for um, a web technology uh, company, a web startup here in town. Um, it was kind of like college humor before there was um, uh, decent internet. 
So we did everything in real player. Uh, we had. Uh, oh, I remember. Real player. <laughs> really, you should download had, uh, the South Park episodes in real player because yeah. like, they were the smallest possible format that you could get a whole episode in. Exactly, they were like like I don't know, like twenty pixels by twenty pixels or something. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, so I was fortunate. I got a job doing um, graphic design for this uh, startup um, and actually web design. So I on the job had to learn how to do flash animation and. Uh, uh, in HTML design and basic HTML coding on the job. That was pretty fun. Um, and it, then eventually I graduated and this dot-com fell apart, you know, quickly. It was uh, around the bubble. Um, we ramped up 60 people, I think, in like four months. And then, uh, and then one day we all got pulled into a conference room and got let go. Um, so that's my dot-bomb experience. <laughs> uh, and then from there, um, I just pretty much just going where uh goes I, I pretty much go where the the river takes me can i sound like a hippie any further <laughs> um, <laughs> uh so i i went from graphic design into um interactive design uh which is like the flash animations did some director um 3d animation um stuff like that um and then i went into interactive programming and then i did traditional programming um, and so I learned JavaScript, ActionScript, Lingo, Cold Fusion for the, my first backend language, which at the time I was using it, it was actually a, script, uh, a tagging language. Um, so where you tagged all your HTML, that was fine. There wasn't actually any scripting in it until later. Uh, and then I got into PHP. Um, and so in, in that travels, um, I pretty much just kept following the dots and the dots, you know, being, uh, learning those things in the same time, also learning how to do like business development, account management, operations management, and then eventually uh, ran a couple of web departments and then started my own thing and then got into the startups. Um, and then uh, just wanted to pursue, you know, developer knowledge more and been focusing on that um, here, here recently. So, um, I kind of, I'm kind of one of those guys that uh, I do it because um, I always needed something to get done, <laughs> yeah. and it was it was just best to learn it and get it done than it was to find another way to do it. So, yeah. Well, thank you both for uh, speaking so open and candidly about it. It's uh, yeah. uh, both really interesting stories as well. And to be honest with you, I'd have been a little bit disappointed if you said, "Oh, yeah, we graduated from Harvard and then." Uh, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> it's so much more interesting and yeah. for me that's well, the beauty of, of web development and, and programming in general yeah well I, I think that's the thing too right it's that um uh, it's so many people from so many different backgrounds get into yeah. it and find that they're really happy with it and coming yeah. from a creative background i've i've never been disappointed with um not being challenged creatively through programming um yeah it is a, a, a very creative process um, yeah. problem solving and it's a very technical creative process but it's still creative in, in its ways yeah. so. I think we're the, we're the luckiest guys in the world right getting to program for a living it's like it's like playing with Lego for me it's just it's That's not the, a job I kind really. of like it's it because it's yeah. kind of like problem solving isn't it so you get like old ladies that sit yeah. there and do crosswords like 24 hours well, maybe not 24 hours a day because <laughs> <laughs> they'd probably be well tired um, <laughs> but it's, it's the same kind of thing it's like problem solving you get, you get to sit there and you're not fair enough we're not, we're not doing crosswords we're not doing Sudoku or we're not doing word searches but it's, it's, it's to me it's got the same draw as, as those kind of things because it's, it's I don't know it's the challenge and exactly yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are very lucky, and the, this industry 
um, it is a, we're just lucky that this industry has, has, has blossomed and burgeoned like it has. It's, it's, uh, it's a good industry. I mean, it's a good time to be in it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I think we, well, I've got a little quiz for everyone. Uh, my quizzes are usually pretty <laughs> dodgy and the, I don't usually have the right answers to my own questions, but, uh, <laughs> that's always the great point. Yeah. But, uh, before we do, yeah, just to, to somewhat read, but, um, like I say, I use Verge PHP today. I'm an idiot and I found it really easy to use. And, uh, it's really good. Check it out. Is there anything you guys wanted to plug? Anything that's in the pipeline, or are you happy with what you said about it? Or, oh, the, my big, uh, the big thing I want to plug is that we're looking yeah. for feedback um, and for the community to uh, just talk with us. We're interested in pull requests. You know, we want to find some more contributors to help make it uh, something truly useful in the community. So, you know, yeah. whatever whatever somebody got time for, you know, try it out. Let us know what doesn't work, what does work, um, or what modifications we can make. Or send in a pull request. We've taken a few of them. We've taken one from Phil Surgeon, so we'll take them from anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, play, uh, it, it's kind of serendipitous, I guess. Uh, this week, I was planning on on doing this, uh, doing some implementation work for um, global composer support, so that if you were going to use Composer to install a package globally, it would install it in your virt PHP environment um, that you currently had activated. And uh, we got a pull request for that today. So I hadn't started working on it yet, and now I don't have to. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll review that and make sure that you know it covers a couple cases that, that it should cover. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're looking for people to help contribute. And I think the biggest thing is to use it to find whatever problems there are because this is a system thing and we, we can't possibly try it on every system out there. Yeah. I guess that is the beauty of GitHub as well, isn't it? That, that everyone can get in and contribute and uh, it's really cool. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, if you guys are happy, then we'll, we'll move on to my quiz. Uh, I'll try and score here. Uh, dun, dun. Dun, dun, right, dun, so gonna be the first hard. question. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, the first question. I'll let everyone answer, uh, so there's no no rush on this. Okay. Uh, I hope this is right. I've only got the one function was deprecated in five point six of PHP. It probably is wrong, but uh, what function has been deprecated in PHP point six? Five point six. Yeah. Can I Google this real quick? <laughs> is this an open book exam? Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid it's not, no. There's only one function deprecated? Well, that's what I saw. That doesn't sound right, does it? No, it I'd doesn't like sound say, right. My quizzes are pretty dodgy, so it's kind of like, if you get the answers in my quiz, you get a point. Is it my sequel underscore real underscore escape string? <laughs> no, that is too critical to get rid of. That's I know. Yeah. The real one. Or oh, the fake one, you know? It's the real one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and he's takers. Before I open up to you. Is this idea of raw input or something like that? Yes. Oh. Sort of. I'll tell you what, okay, like, it's, it's, no one knows the answer, you can <laughs> Google it. It's not a race, so you can Google it. Oh, I'm going to use DuckDuckGate. All right, so it's the HTTP raw post data. Uh, yeah, <laughs> use it all the time. <laughs> use it all the time. Okay, so. Right, that, that's so not a function, though. That's a global. Um, Variable though, right? 
So this is why my quizzes are so bad. Why did you say uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, and, and there's also apparently uh, calls from incompatible contexts is being okay. deprecated. Well, you um, get two points for actually guessing the right answer to the wrong question. Oh, wait, so wait, wait. I, you, you opened it up to Google. That's why I answered. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, I was sitting here waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know how we'll score this, but uh, all right. Is there anyone who gets the full set of answers right? So, okay. What are the top five most popular PHP frameworks as according to some dodgy website that I've never heard of and I'm going to trust? Oh, and I want them in, in order, order. In order. Yeah. Yeah. In, in order? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, is, this, is this current trends? Like- this is as, as of 2014, according to my dodgy website. It's got to be Laravel. Laravel's got to be top, yeah. Yeah, yeah. popular. Is it popular? Or, you mean? You've got to get every single one right to get the points. Oh, this is so, all right, so and there's only one point for it as well. God, yeah, I know it's, it's hardly worth doing. Point this point. Effort is it? All right, I think I think I would go. F- I, I'll I'll go for it. Yeah, go for it. Wow, this is a horribly. I I just found like one. This is old. Yeah. This is okay. I'm not going to go with these answers. Kind of. <laughs> I'll tell you what they say. The number one is. Uh, yeah. It says ye. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first website I looked at. I was like, no, this can't be accurate. Yeah, so I went to the- <laughs> That's ye propaganda there. I'm actually going to say that uh, number one, I believe, would be Symphony 2. Uh, number two, uh, Laravel. Uh, number three, Zend Framework. Uh, number four, um, I'll go with uh, Cake PHP. And number five, uh, this is a hard one. Um, Kohana, maybe? Okay. So I'm afraid you're wrong. Oh, but, uh, uh, they would have been my pretty close to my answers, actually. So who wants to go next? <laughs> oh, man. I'll have a go. Right. Okay, I'm going to say, <laughs> and this is going to be infinitely wrong, and I'm going to put Coding Night just in it just because I love Coding Night, but I don't think it's going to be there anymore. <laughs> no, so I reckon... Three's coming out, That's going to be number five. That's going to be number five. So I reckon, based on no research or no knowledge whatsoever, I reckon Laravel, then yeah. I reckon Symphony, Zend, and okay. then I'll say and then ignite for five you are wrong so uh who's next jack or uh, ed and we've got to get them all in order this is you have to get them all in order yeah yeah this is kind of insane but uh go ahead ed uh, so i'm gonna hit laravel first then symphony then zend i think those that's pretty um i still want to say this is popular or like trend, yeah. current trending can can yeah. i can, I should have asked this a while ago. It, does WordPress and Drupal count? No, they're not. Oh, no, oh thank God. Count. Okay. Yeah, WordPress is just there. There is one slightly contentious answer. Joomla as well. Framework. I'm going to go Joomla framework. framework. Yeah, I'm going to go Joomla yeah. Framework, and then I'll go with <laughs> WordPress as a platform. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea, man. You're wrong. Anyway. <laughs> so, so close. This is an awful quiz. Uh, Jacques. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go Symphony 2, Zend, uh, Laravel. Um, it's a lot of like Symphony. Yeah. Well, because Laravel well, is still I'm just going to do it off of the amount, the amount of developers I know who, yeah, who sure. are using them. I mean, I mean, is Silex considered Symphony or is that an independent one itself? 
<laughs> yeah, like slim. I suppose that would be yeah, yeah. independent. Yeah, yeah. Independent. All right. Well, then yeah. I'm going to redo mine. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll do symphony and um, I'm going to do silex ahead of Larvel because I think those guys are just loud. Um, <laughs> so I'll do silex, Larvel, and then slim. Okay, so again, wrong answer, I'm afraid. So what is the answer? What is the okay, answer? all right. So I checked this via two different websites. And then and I'm guessing the second one probably took it from the first, but never mind. <laughs> so according to these websites, the top one is, no surprise, is Laravel. Oh. B, Boom. Uh, Ed's favorite framework is Yi. Yi second? I'm surprised, actually. Yeah, are they, they're doing a big move, aren't they, to compose yes. it all and everything? Yeah. Yep. Uh, C... Uh, you all kind of went for this one, actually, Symphony. And D, which I do think is a little bit contentious, because I've, I've read a little bit about it, but it's not strictly... Oh, I don't know. It's Falcon. Falcon PHP? Is the oh, is this trend? Oh, I suppose it is trendy, isn't it? Mm. What, what is this list? What, what, <laughs> where is the list? Have you got the link? Is it on michaelbud.com? I... I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was two different uh, websites, uh, but then the last one was uh, Code Igniter. Oh. oh, boom! I got that for five. <laughs> you did actually. I'm going to give Fraser half a point because. Uh, oh, thanks, man. Falcon, the fastest it's... PHP framework. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the next one I want to play with. Not usage, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Falcon so. is a web framework implemented as a C extension offering high performance and low resource consumption. Exactly, yeah. I, I just read about it in the .NET magazine, actually. It looks, um, looks really good. It's ah. a lovely website. Is that the one with the, picture, the yeah. really crap picture of the bird on a log? It sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Falcon is a, I see. It's a C extension. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it doesn't. That's why I say it's a little bit contentious, I guess. But yeah, well, there we yeah. go. So this one's a little bit easier. You'll be pleased tonight. But the answer again could be completely wrong. What lying PHP sources? No. It's taken from Wikipedia, which is never wrong. And uh, uh, if I hear any typing, I'll be a dead circuit giveaway. But um, what year did Rasmus first make PHP? Well, um, do you mean when did he make it, or when did he make it available? Uh, that's a good question. I'm going to say when did he make it available. I'm going to say 1994. Okay. Anyone else? 95. But I think that may be a little bit. 93. Okay. I'm going to go July 23rd, 1994. <laughs> that is <laughs> a shot in the dark, mate. Just a shot in the dark. <laughs> just, uh, just a stab. Just throwing yeah. it out there. Yeah. I like it. Random guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Ben, you get a point, and Jack, you get a point as well. What was it? What was it? So it was 94... Well, I did not the exact date. I had 1994. So uh, yeah. that's when. Uh, yeah, what is? I'll look it up. I think it's when um, the PHP. What is it? What is it called? Personal homepage tools. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. PHP slash fi 2.0 came out in like 1995 or 96. That's exactly what I've got here. Yeah. Okay. So question number four. This is another really dodgy question. Uh, okay. Until PHP 5.6, no uploads of blank were accepted. What was the max amount uh, before that you couldn't, it wouldn't accept? Did that make any sense whatsoever? Is it like read, so, that, read the question again. Okay. So up until PHP 5.6, no uploads 
of a certain amount or over a certain amount were accepted. Well, they were just chucked out like that was... Yeah, they were rejected. You, you can configure it to wow. Maybe, I don't know if you... Mm, yeah, is I, this, is this pu- uh, um, pre-configuration or post-configuration? I, the, from what I read, <laughs> like, this was regardless of configuration, you couldn't. It was actually part... Uh, wow. It said you couldn't go over this amount. But let's just say okay. pre-configuration. It's, it's, just, okay, if, if you're, the amount is over two megabytes, then it's post-configuration. Okay. Anyone else? <laughs> if it's a button, like something ridiculously big, because people would mm. be screaming if you know, like yeah. five twelve maybe five. Oh, yes, five hundred <coughs> megabytes or something like that. Sorry, yeah, I'm just thinking. Yeah, the dot any file is with two megabytes, isn't yeah. it? Okay, yeah. yeah. So what, Ed? What are you go for? Five hundred twelve megabytes. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's fourteen hours. Um, I'm still trying to understand. So is this a, the configuration about file upload, like the default one? Yeah. So I, I think from what I read, like this is even like, even after you configured, like there was a maximum limit on what it would accept, what you could oh. upload. I'm going to uh, go with, uh, I'm, a, I'm actually going to go with one gig. Okay. I know I've hit this before, but I can't remember what it was. Okay. I'm just going to say, uh, Jacques' guess is very good actually. It's a lot closer. I would go with the file system limit for a file, but I don't know what that is on any given system. Okay. I will say if Jacques was close, then I'm going to say 1.1 gig. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this was going to be the price of right. (laughs) I'm going to give the point to the closest, and that is Fraser, and the answer was two, two gigabytes. So was it just a bug then that had never been addressed, or I don't know. This was a, my ten minute preparation quiz before the show. But, it doesn't uh, show its ten minute preparation though. It seems like you spent a lot you. of time. Thank you, thank you. You're too kind. You literally are too kind. Um, okay, so question number five. Um, okay, what improvement was made to again? It's another PHP five point six question. What improvement was made to five point six with the zip library? Anyone can answer. It got better. <laughs> um, How did you know? <laughs> it, it, yeah. it actually works now. Um, <laughs> uh, it's something to do with like the compression that like you can. There's like constants for compression types or something. No, no. it's not the answer that I've got. Put it that way. <laughs> uh, is it uh, natively included without having to compile with it? Uh, maybe, but it's not the answer I've got. It's not the answer. <laughs> I don't have a clue. So I'll try and give a clue because I've never used a zip library to be honest with you. But um, it's something that you could you could add in, but it's not something that was native to it. Um, so I think you had to add in your own libraries for it. Gzip? No. Nope. Does everyone give up? Yeah. Is it like a security thing? It is a security thing. Ooh. Passwords? But yes. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, added set password. Really? Yeah, apparently it wasn't uh, native to that library, so uh, you had to add in your own support for that if you wanted to do it. Wow. So uh, there you go. That's insane. Password. So that's one for Ed. Let me add up the scores here, gents. Is that it? Uh, oh, well, I've definitely That is it. That is. Oh, dear. That's pretty awful, wasn't it? How, uh, okay. how long did you so, take to do the quiz? Oh, oh hours. Hours. Absolutely hours. hours. Uh, this should okay. make all, you, uh, all the noobs feel better that none of us actually know <laughs> any of these answers. Uh, so, Jacques, well done. You are the winner with, I have here, three points. 
I think I generously give you two points on the first question. I can't remember why, but you did. Uh, uh, oh yeah, because you, you got the right answer to the wrong question. Yes, I remember you got two points for that. So, oh, nice. well done. You are this week's champion. <laughs> there is All no right. prize. I'm going to retire. Exactly. So I think that wraps up our show. But uh, let me just say uh, thanks again so much for coming on. It's uh, for me. You know, I always say this, but my favourite podcast so far. It was really good to have you guys on, and uh, clearly, you know your stuff, and uh, you've got a really good product there. And we really appreciate you uh, spending your time to uh, talk to us. So, thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Cool. And uh, we will be back uh, next week. For Fraser, won't be because Fraser will not be. Fraser, try and dial in from from Monterey because I'll be in Monterey then. Um, Are you really gonna be? Oh, you're dialing. Well, because we're just gonna we're we're not we don't set off on the boat until. So you might. So you might be anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll try and get in anyway. If I can get some Wi-Fi, I'll do it. But it'll be it'll be bad because it'll be on my phone. But I'll yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, and uh, all the stuff we talked about today, um, all the uh, hot picks and stuff like that, exorcism.io, which looked amazing. We will uh, we'll put all that in the show notes and. uh, and yeah, um, just really the last thing to mention is, uh, it, like Ben and, uh, and Shaq said, if you can give them feedback, which I think they're looking for, they really appreciate that, or pull requests. And uh, and uh, again, we always ask if you can give us feedback on our podcast. We really want to, we do this for you guys, so let us know what you want us to talk about. And anyone who wants to come on the show, anyone who wants to plug their own product or anything like that, or just talk about their own background experiences, please let us know and get in contact. And uh, we'd love to have you on the show. Cool. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. So we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe. <laughs>